1: Coming up on DTNS, why increased video viewing is not leading to increased income for video creators. Amazon tries to improve its overwhelmed grocery delivery service, and has the progressive web apps time finally come? Probably not. (laughs) This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, April 13th, 2020 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt.
2: And from Studio Redwood, I'm Sarah Lane.
3: Also in Los Angeles, I'm Lamar Wilson. And I'm the show... I'm that, the show's producer, Roger Chang. Where'd you go?
0: <laughs> Sorry. Come, come back, almost Roger. Last, yeah. Almost yeah.
1: lost. Yeah. He's like, it was like back to the future. He just started to fade away. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking, we were just fixing uh, Sarah's input problems. <laughs> if you want to do this little podcast troubleshooting, uh, we we were doing it live on Good Day <laughs> Internet. Uh, become a member and get that extended show at patreon.com slash DTNS. Let's start with a few tech things you should know.
2: Bloomberg sources tell Mark Gurman and Debbie Wu that the successors of the iPhone 11 Pro and Pro Max, which are scheduled for the fall, will feature flat stainless steel edges and sharply rounded corners, a lot like the current design of the iPad Pro, plus a LiDAR camera and reduced front notch. Apple's also reportedly working on a lower-priced HomePod, about half the size of the original, for Q2 of this year. The rumored Apple tags for wireless tracking could also be released this year and be bundled with an Apple-designed leather sleeve and keychain.
3: Quibi CEO Meg Whitman announced that the short-form streaming service app had 1.7 million downloads in its first week. Whitman also said that the service sold out its advertising slate for its first year and that the company is accelerating plans to let users cast content the so largest screens. Instagram users
1: report Instagram's rolling out the ability to view live streams on the web. Remember, we got DMs on the web with Instagram last week. Uh, there's support for two-person streams with comments in a separate pane from the video. Publishing live streams is still mobile only, though. Instagram also updated its IGTV app with featured creators now shown at the top, a Discover tab to surface new and relevant content, and a hands-free recording mode. Don't drop
2: your phone, though. High demand for PCs couldn't overcome supply chain issues, with Canalyst estimating that PC shipments in Q1 fell 8% on the year, with an estimated 53.7 million units shipped. Lenovo, HP, Dell, Apple, and Acer remained the top five PC vendors, with only Dell growing shipments by 1.1% on the year. Apple saw the biggest shipment decline with 21%.
3: Oh, hi. It's me. Um, Sorry. Apple launched a site that allows hospitals, healthcare providers, and businesses to register as COVID-19 testing locations. Now, after review, the site will be added to Apple Maps. Testing locations will include the name, healthcare provider, and if it's a drive-up location and if a doctor's referral is required.
1: IBM announced it will release a training course for the COBOL programming language this week, as well as set up a forum to match proficient programmers with organizations in need. The move comes because, of course, several U.S. states use COBOL-based systems for their unemployment processing and have struggled to find expertise to update the systems to meet demand caused by the unprecedented number of unemployment applications.
2: Motorola announced it will hold a flagship launch Event E vent, get it get on April it. 22nd yeah. at 12 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Time. A teaser video posted on Twitter shows a device with a sharply curved screen edge. That's all the rage,
1: Eastern Time, right? Event. okay, uh-huh. yeah.
2: We're,
3: yeah.
1: we're no, uh, let's talk about Amazon. Lamar,
3: yeah, since I'm here now, let's talk about that. <laughs> Amazon <laughs> announced it will resume allowing third party sellers to store some non essential items. At Amazon warehouses later this week, but that these will be limited by quantity to enable us to continue prioritizing products and protecting employees. That's Amazon's quote there. Also, um, Amazon announced that as of April 13th, which is today, new customers of its grocery delivery service will be put on a waiting list to get access. The company also plans to set up a system for existing customers to get delivery slots on a first requested, first assigned basis. Thank God. Uh, so, in other words, you can join a queue rather than trying to guess when slots will open up. Amazon says order uh, online order capacity has increased more than 60% during the COVID-19 outbreak and that it will hire an additional 75,000 workers to meet overall demand and will offer higher pay. Um Yes, these these slots, these delivery slots are so needed because I am tired of being up at three in the morning or starting at 12, then at two, then at three, trying to find a delivery slot, hoping I can get one later in the week. And I have tried for the last two weeks, have not been able to get groceries on on Amazon. Uh, I I, I was successful the first week, not so successful after that. So and, and here's another thing they do when you if something goes out of stock, they take it out your cart. And so I don't, I, I don't remember what I ordered when, it, when it's time, time they just rip it out the cart. So I'm glad they're having this, this little whole list and we'll be able to you know, get our groceries in a timely fashion. Yeah, the it's first
1: time of... you go to your cart, it tells you what it took out. But if you don't notice that first time, you never see it again.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's hard to believe that the queue, and maybe just because demand wasn't high enough that it was necessary, the queue didn't already exist, right? Yeah, it's no, like, exactly. Okay, we've got we've got a finite amount of slots. They all get full, and then you know you just whack a mole at three a.m. Just <laughs> hoping that your deliveries work. It's like yes, queues queues exist for a reason. This no, makes a lot of sense. I,
1: well, I think that points out just where where we've come. Amazon Prime Fresh was overcapacitated. In other words, there was no assumption that they would ever not have delivery slots because they had so many delivery slots prepared beyond what their expected demand would be. And Mm -hmm. and so what they were saying was, get your groceries right now. They still say that on some of their advertisers. Get your groceries within hours. Uh, That was the promise. And what happened is we had so much demand that Amazon's estimation of overcapacity became woefully under capacity and they had never set up, uh, they had never imagined a world in which yeah. people would order a prime fresh at such levels that they would have to deal with not having slots. So they, they had never engineered that part of the system apparently.
3: Yeah. And it's weird because they dropped the, the fee right later, late, late last year. I or think this so. Year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not that long yeah. ago. They dropped the fee. That's right.
3: They dropped the fee. So I would, and I'm with Sarah. I would think that they would have anticipated some kind of, search sure of, yeah because of dropping a 15 dollars fee and 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 they just didn't kind of they just didn't anticipate so. I'm
2: offering a service that maybe catches on slowly but eventually you know it's not going to have enough slots for for demand but 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 yeah i think i I, I
1: can't emphasize this enough amazon was ready for a surge and they they always had more slots than they ever expected they would need that's just the uniqueness of this situation is that amazon who's really good at this kind of thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. didn't anticipate Mm -hmm. what was going to happen at all It, it is unanticipated uh, also want to point out uh, that the Amazon warehouse is allowing some limited quantities of non-essential uh, back into their warehouse. That's third parties who ship things to Amazon so that Amazon can ship them for them, uh, which is going to be a huge boon for a lot of local businesses who relied on that for their shipping. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them
3: complained about this. Yeah,
1: there. yeah. And so so being able to allow them back in is going to be good for some small businesses out there
2: as well.
3: So no more May 4th deliveries times that I'm getting right now? I mean,
2: well, I wouldn't say no. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yeah. <laughs> not, not out of the woods just yet. Uh, this might be good news, depending on how you'd like your web apps to work. The lead of Google's Chrome OS team, Dominic Ng, confirms that Google is starting to roll out progressive web apps as the default download for some apps in the Google Play Store on Chrome OS, including Twitter and YouTube TV. Web apps are websites that look and feel like apps, but they can still work when offline, so they're advantageous in that way. They're generally also faster, smaller, and they use less battery life. Those web apps appear alongside Android, apps in the app tray they can display push notifications and they can be uninstalled through the play store as well
1: man i've been I, i've been pushing that progressive web app uh, gospel for years now uh, because I, I it's a universal standard it can run across platforms uh, and it's only gotten better uh, the the original web apps that, that were out say 2007 or so were, were pretty limited uh, although companies like the Financial Times took good advantage of them now they have they have so much advantage that they can be treated just like apps and you would never know it's not a normal app uh, that that I'm hopeful that if this works for Chrome OS, maybe Google just starts bringing that over to Android, uh, and suddenly we've we've got a cross-platform app store that that could run on on multiple platforms, not just on Google OSs.
3: Yeah, is, is the wish here that of you know because I know you you love you mentioned you love uh, these kind of apps. Is the wish here that a developer can develop once? And then it go across iOS and Chrome OS. And I mean, that is the, the holy grail, right? Like that everybody's trying grail,
1: yeah. to do it. Apple, Microsoft, Google, they're all trying to say, oh, just develop on our platform. And then we can publish to multiples. But that still involves conversion. And whereas a progressive web app, theoretically anyway, can be written for the web and then just work any place that supports progressive web
3: apps. Like web apps when the iPhone came out? <laughs> is it? Yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. You know? They
1: were they were much simpler back then. But much yeah, simpler. exactly. Yeah. Uh, Apple followed up with The Verge on more details regarding the Google Apple Track and Trace API that we mentioned on Friday. It will consider the length of time, uh, so not just where it was. So in other words, uh, the way it was doing it, it it exchanges anonymous IDs, and then you can find out if that ID ever is tested positive for the virus and know whether you need to take action yourself. Uh, But one of the problems with Bluetooth is, it's 30 to 40 feet, and, uh, and and so it's not great at positioning. Uh, Apple says it's going to do things to mitigate that. One of them is a time limit of possibly five minutes so that the two phones need to be near each other long enough To say, Okay, they they were having an interaction. They just weren't. One of them was in a car and one was on a bike and they they passed each other on the street. The UK Health Secretary Matt Hancock confirmed the National Health Service is developing a mobile app to warn of COVID-19 contacts itself. Users could self-report, which would send a yellow alert. A lot of people criticize that because if you're self-reporting, you may not be right. But it only sends a yellow alert. An official diagnosis would be required to send a red alert. And the health service is saying that having the ability to warn faster makes it worth having that yellow alert functionality. Uh, They are going to work with the Google Apple API now that they know it exists. They were working on this before they even knew it existed. And in related news, uh, Jason Bay, the senior director of Singapore's government digital services agency, wrote about his country's experience with Trace Together. It's a contact tracing app that uses Bluetooth uh, that Singapore released in March. It's open sourced, it's open platform, so others can use it. I believe Apple and Google drew on it a little bit in designing theirs, although they're using their own system. bay says that any such system in their experience so far in singapore is not ready to replace manual contact tracing that's having an interview and saying who have you been around where have you been let's try to contact all the people you've been in touch with that's what ariel waldman was recommending on thursday's show Uh, bay wrote a human out of the loop system will certainly yield better results than having no system at all where a competent human in the loop system with sufficient capacity exists, we caution against an over-reliance on technology. So so basically what Bay is saying is this could be supplemental to a a manual tracing system that involves human interviews, and it can help pick up the slack if that kind of system is getting overwhelmed, but you shouldn't rely on it as the only way to diagnose people and check people.
3: Now, I have a really probably a terrible thought, thought about this, but I i I know this was it's all gonna be voluntary right we talked about this before the show voluntary download mm-hmm. um I personally would want this to be mandatory, but i I realized that you would then create a you know scarlet letters type of situation not I don't think that's the right one where you where you you're marking people yeah you know and, and you know and who will want to because here's my thought who who wants to. In a society that looks down on you, if you have have this right now and it's starting to happen, you know, who, who, um, who wants to But this is anonymous. So when you it, it, when it, you it push
1: is. it out to say, I've been diagnosed positive, no one knows who you are.
3: But if they have to contract t- trace,
1: no. don't you, don't the, you get the, the way it, it works is is these numbers are just out there saying you were near this number. There's multiple numbers per phone, so you can't trace it back to which phone. And then you say, if I'm diagnosed, okay, tell people who got these numbers from my phone that they were near someone who was diagnosed, but those numbers can't be traced back to the individual.
2: I think Lamar, you do make a good point though. First of all, people are suspicious. You know, the whole, you know, technology, even if it works as, as advertised, you're going to get people being like, yeah, but you're collecting my data. You must be. And then there's also this kind of stigma of like, I'm sick. You're, you're, you're assuming that everyone wants to be as responsible as possible. And most people do. Not everybody does though. And so it's like there there's some convincing that has to happen where it's like, you can be part of a solution. Uh your 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 community will open up this much sooner if you help. And that that is, you know, it's kind of a PR experiment too.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend people go back and listen to Thursday's show when we talked about a similar Uh, situation with MIT uh, Friday's show read up on this because this this is protecting anonymity very strongly. Uh, It would be incredibly difficult to trace back this to a person because it's it's basically like silently I'm out there sending out numbers to phones and the phones just know they're getting numbers. They don't know what phone it's coming from. Does that make help you make sense of it Lamar?
3: Oh yeah I understand that. I, I guess I was just thinking of the there's there has to be somebody some company some computer that's ultimately It's all done on
1: the phone. So so once once okay. I'm diagnosed positive I say okay uh, tell everybody who got these po- point out that these numbers are now uh, associated with someone who was diagnosed positive that goes out into the system and every phone gets that information and it compares it to its own information. That information is also all cryptographically hashed. So okay. you're not even seeing the actual numbers and then you compare the hashes and say, oh, yep, I've got a hash for that same number. OK, good. Now I know. But it's all done on your phone.
3: And you have to re- rely on the person, of course, self-reporting. That's the You
1: have to rely – well, in the UK one, they're allowing self-reporting at the yellow alert level. Uh, in the Apple Google one, a healthcare professional would be the one who says, all right, you have been officially diagnosed. I we see. Will now, That's what I
3: was trying to get at. And we will That's, now okay. say
1: you can – we will give you a code that allows you to push out the positive diagnosis. And you but can't they do, can do that still, without them.
3: But they can still decline to do that.
1: You can decline to use the app at all. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
3: Gotcha. All right. Um, On on the same subject, sort of, uh, with COVID-19, Verizon created a search engine for the COVID-19 open research data set, uh, Cord 19, that uses the open source big data framework Vespa to combine text and structured search with semantic similarity using a machine learning model trained for searching specific or, excuse me, scientific text. It pulls from Core 19, which is updated weekly, from peer-reviewed publications and archival services. Now, this should help researchers find and create new insights faster. Vespa had previously been used for article recommendations, user personalization, and ad targeting. Verizon is making this engine available uh, by API and posted the code on GitHub for organizations to run uh, privately. So... Uh, you know, I obviously we hear Verizon's like, "Oh no, they you know, they, they don't, yeah, my data." But, <laughs> but, I, but I, I, I like that they're using something that is, you know, already there and 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 can just kind of hacking it to 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 work for you know the COVID nineteen benefit. I see no problem with it, but I, I, I get how some would be scared just hearing Verizon's name involved with this.
2: It also really gives you a sense of how many. You know, scientific research projects are happening all the time that are good to put into some pool for people to, you know, glean insight from, but they're in so many places and there's so much of it that it's, you know, at sometimes impossible task. And the whole idea of having machine learning to be able to more easily extract the stuff that you're looking for without even knowing if it exists or where it might be is really helpful.
1: Yeah, because there's more research done at any one time than any one person can keep track of even if you're searching okay. for keywords. So so the beauty of this is the same technology that's able to tell if you want black shoes advertised at you uh, can go look at the device and go like, oh, these are the kinds of papers that seem close to what you're researching. Here, check these out. And that that's incredibly helpful.
2: Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yep. The U.S. Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in 10 cases by telephone conference with a live audio stream available to the public. The cases were originally postponed last month and will be heard over six days from May 4th through May 13th. Justices and counsel will all participate remotely to maintain physical distancing. And while recordings of oral arguments are available, this is the first time a live stream will be available to everyone.
1: This is uh this is kind of similar to what we were just talking about like taking something that was totally possible before and because of current situations making something unprecedented happen.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, the, I can't wait to, to listen to this telephone conference. That sounds, you know, really high tech and 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 <laughs> awesome. awesome. But that's so Supreme Court.
1: <laughs> we will be using a. We will be advancing into the future with a telephone conference. It's
2: telephony. Yeah. Isn't
3: afraid. the first one of the first cases is going to be Google versus uh, No, Oracle? Apple. Uh, that Apple that or...
1: is on the do- the docket that would have been on this session, but it is not listed as being one of the sessions that will be telephoned
3: okay which, uh, which company is it is apple versus oracle or no it's it google, google versus or... oracle yeah okay gotcha but okay.
1: that 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 is not on the docket for this one it's even though enough. it could have been if this had if this had not had to be delayed mm-hmm. uh so we're not sure when that case will be assigned
3: gotcha that's gonna be a juicy one to listen to
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh well i mean It'll be fun for everyone to try to identify your favorite Supreme Court justice by their voice.
2: <laughs> well, and now I understand the physical distancing and the fact that the the need for that to happen kind of turned into well, and then we can have an audio stream. Will we have audio streams of all cases from here on out?
3: If it works, well, I, I would. I mean, I, I don't, don't so. see
2: yeah, like yeah. who is going to be like, no, that's something that shouldn't be offered anymore. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a case by case hardy horror. But uh, but yeah, if this is if this is the way it's going to be going forward, particularly for art, you know, if, if we, we follow cases all the time on this show or just for personal interest. I think that's great to have a little bit more access yeah. to, to what's going on behind the scenes.
1: But still no cameras. They're not using Zoom. <laughs> they are not going right. to see them on.
3: Doing, you know, so no, no, so no kitty cat walking past. Yeah, uh, no under, lifting Q tips. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Sad. If you want to get all the
1: tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com.
0: <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: uh, we mentioned last week that SimilarWeb reported YouTube website traffic was up 15%, although it was down like 4.5% on the, on the app. It was up 15% on the web. Uh, and generally, video traffic has been up as people tune in during COVID-19 lockdowns. But that doesn't mean creators are seeing a lift in income or in revenue. That's because rates company pays for ads are dropping on video. A survey from the Interactive Advertising Bureau in late March showed that 70% of respondents said they had either adjusted or paused their previously planned ad spending. Uh, fewer people have are making money. Fewer businesses are operating. Uh, so there's there's fewer reasons to advertise. And there's also a glut of supply. Digital ad spending is down by a third, according to the IAB. Hank Green tweeted in late March that views across the channels he runs were up 5%, while CPMs were down 30%. Interestingly, that's because a lot of creators, YouTubers included, are making more content right now, which increases the inventory for the remaining people who do want to buy ads, which then drives down the cost, because there's not a... a, a, uh, scarcity of ad slots. There's tons of ad slots out there. IAB data suggested that the spending probably won't bounce back fully this year. Uh, they're estimating we would get back to about 88% of planned spending by Q4. Uh, and we wouldn't hit where we would have been otherwise until 2021. Uh, and of course, uh, Lamar, you run a YouTube channel. So does, does this jive with what you're seeing on your personal metrics? Yes. <laughs> the money's gone. I'm sorry we should have uh, talked about this before we brought it yeah, up. Yeah, it's yeah, a surf, sorry, surf, surf surf.
3: No, it it was it's funny because it is it, yeah, it kind of hits close to home, right? Uh but but seriously, uh just to keep in some perspective, January through March, traditionally, pre-pandemic, it's always terrible on on YouTube. We you know, we always is always down 50 to 60% in and ad revenue. So that's that's kind of respected we you know we plan for that when you have the heavy season season between October and December. So that's respected. I'm more interested in seeing what's going to happen in the second quarter, April through June, and so on, because, you know, the the first ads were already pre-bought, right? So, you know, we know companies are going to be pulling ads now. I mean, even this month, I I took a look at my earnings. And they're about right. I would say 20%, 30% uh, decrease over a year ago is is about – the article pretty much nailed it for that. So views are slightly up, but the the, the inventory, which makes sense, you know. And, and as far as brand actual brand deals as well, which come outside of YouTube most of the time, um, those are those are hard to come by right now as well. You know, they they just companies are are make it makes sense for them to, to pull. Uh, will that? You know, am I concerned about it? Of course. I mean, that's how I make my living. I wasn't as smart as you, Tom, to you know create a thing some years ago. <laughs> smart where... <laughs> or
1: dumb luck. I don't know.
3: Yeah, well, I'll you, take you, you, you did it. Um, but yeah, it, there's always a concern, you know, because you're really competing for ad dollars with, with everybody now. Um, I mean, the hope is, you know, digital things still need advertising, video games, you know, services. HBO Max is going to be coming out. I'm sure they're going to do it camp you know a lot of campaigns so you know the the, the hope is you know it might be lower money and so we just may have to increase content which as the article said though increase the content actually drives down right. the price it might, it, so, that's a you, great you know,
1: example of like it makes sense locally for you to be like oh well if i increase the content then i have a better chance of getting ads but if everybody's doing it that drives down the price of the ads and then everybody has to increase, increase more content and it just goes out of hand like
3: that yeah so i'm planning on d- cutting a lot of people's uh cable uh, you know like <laughs> that, I, that I know are creators so that I can have priority I, just I'm, a little I'm, uh, I'm,
1: industrial espionage right the, yeah
3: yeah and, you know safe distance six feet right six feet uh, yeah very long shears you
1: <laughs> exactly
3: so yeah but seriously there, there's definitely concern um but you know it, it, there's people who are, are worse off I it's hard for me to I mean I, I get down on it sometimes but it's, it's hard for me to really complain about that when, you know, I get to kind of do this, it's relative,
1: right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. And
1: and this, this is a, this is an example of the uncertainty going on because uh, we have businesses that are paused, which means they're not going to spend on advertising, which means that advertising money doesn't go to a creator, which means that creator doesn't spend money on something else that they would have spent among, you know, and it all spirals out. Now, the question is when the economy gets going again, Will people be able to pick back up and say, "Okay, that was hard to get through, but we got through it, and we'll start spending the ads again"? You know, not even to mention the wider economy spending on all kinds of things. Uh, or will it take a while? And and that's what I B is saying is it's probably mm. going to take a while because it's going to Even though it, it's even if it's only been paused for a couple of months, that's a lot of pieces to pick up for a lot of different companies.
3: Right to try to catch up on exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm hopeful. Like I was very hopeful to see. You know. Apple still roll out an an, an iPad and still roll out a a MacBook, you know. Thank
2: goodness Apple is still able to produce things. It's just like, so, you know, people
3: are, and their people were were, were pre-ordering them. Like, people still want stuff. During this time, you know we're 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 not on. If you you have the money to
1: spend on it, then I suppose that's good, right? Because then that money gets spent, and then the company can spend that money on other things. And if everybody stops spending, then nobody's going to make any money. So,
3: yeah, yeah. So I think spending is important. So yes, uh, audience, please spend. Please, please <laughs> support me on I don't have channel. A Patreon. I don't have a Patreon, you know, unlike, you know, you know, this amazing guy here who figured it out years ago. You could have one.
1: I'm just saying
3: I, I could. I could. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, uh, I, I, I know we mentioned the Instagram live thing, and I know you're kind of a fan of that. Uh, before we move off of this, any any thoughts on, on doing like diversifying your, your platform?
3: Yeah, so uh, Sarah mentioned about the yeah the, uh, the IGTV, which is kind of like a, a mini YouTube within within uh, Instagram. Uh, I've always been really bullish on it, really excited about using that. And uh, you know, right now, it doesn't have monetization, but I think that's why it's important to try to get on it now. So when they do have it, you're you know you're you're right there. So you know they're featuring creators right now. But uh, yeah, I I love the program. I love the mobility of it and the ease of it, and it just it. Yeah, I, I think I think diversification right now is seriously important. You know, there there's people our age and, and higher who are who are jumping on TikTok because um, <laughs> I don't know. It's cringy, but it's working. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh-oh. yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, you you've been you've been touting IGTV since it launched, Lamar. I remember I in fact you were a guest right after it launched and you were like, this is really cool. People should pay attention to this. And I know Instagram is has they were sort of in that that let's just see what works stage at first. And then we're like, hmm, it's kind of getting buried among all the other stuff that people visit Instagram for. Let's give it its own place. And now it's like, well, let's give it a little bit more of a redesign so people can discover more creators. So it seems like there is a process um, that the company's figuring. Figuring out is working better because I agree with you. It it doesn't seem to get the attention it deserves, and maybe it's just because I'm not following the right creators. But it's a it's a it's a very cool platform um, that 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 seems underused.
3: Absolutely, and I I I need to put more content on there and exclusives. I think I think yes, you know, instead of just dumping stuff that I put on YouTube over there, just has some exclusivity. It's it's just a fun platform, and I expect to see some of your fun dances, Sarah, uh, on there.
2: Oh, Uh, yes. Very
3: very soon. I'll get
2: right on that. My fun dances typically happen with a VR headset on my head. So they're really fun uh, these (laughs) days. I don't look weird at all. Um, Otis, the dog is, you know, he's worried about me. Let's just put it that way. You can join in our conversation in our discord, whether you're worried or not. We'll we'll take any conversation that you'd like to participate in with your DTNS peers. Joined by a link to a Patreon account at patreon.com slash DTNS.
1: I just posted a TikTok. Let's check out the mailbag. Wow.
2: Okay. I thought you were making it. That was a bit, bit, bit of a pivot. Uh, Russell and Avila and 2020 South Michigan Ave and a few other folks all really liked Science Week last week. That was DTNS's, you know, it was, it was a week of science. We had all sorts of tech news, but we we focused a lot on the science angles of news that was was current and, and what our illustrious guests brought to the table. Russell said, just wanted to let you know I loved Science Week. Could envision a robotics week, maybe an IoT week really liked it. Avila said, Science Week was wonderful. I hope it becomes an annual or maybe more often event. And Michigan said, Riley Black, fantastic guest. More, please. You
3: absolutely have her back. I love Science Week myself. I watched all of it. It was oh, great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, yeah.
1: We, we definitely want to do this again, uh, like like Russell says, with with other topics uh, and everything. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad everybody liked it. Uh, so we
3: have a Lamar Week too, you know, just like <laughs> uh, We'll all have guests on to time. talk about you. Yes.
2: Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I also wanted to give all the yeah, different wa-
0: aspects of
2: it. <laughs> I wanted to give Chris uh, a shout out for coining a term that might be in use already, but I had not heard of it before. Chris, he he, he was a little little bait and switch. He wrote an email and said, "I was very disappointed not to have a new GDI show up in my podcaster yesterday." Then I realized it was Saturday. How the days merged together. Happy Blurs Day. Happy yes. Blurs Day to you too, Chris. Happy Blurs Day,
1: it. Chris. Uh, and it's, and remember, it's a great f- way to put it. <laughs> five Blurs Days out of the week, there is a new GDI. So uh yes. sorry for the confusion.
2: Shout out to our patrons that are Master and Grand Master levels, including Ken Hayes, Brad Schick, and Paul Boyer. Also, thanks to Lamar Wilson. It's not Lamar Week, but we're getting there. Yeah, I, don't want, well, I mean, don't want to leave. I, I, I don't want to
3: leave. you. Don't have to. Okay, I, I'm going to stay here for a while, because this yeah. is nice.
2: Stay here for a while, but um, when you do leave eventually, and again, no pressure, maybe okay. never, where right.
3: can f- folks find you outside of the <laughs> Yeah, well, you can find me on YouTube.com slash Lamar Wilson, where I am still posting unboxings and uh, maybe some gameplay or just anything that's new. Matter of fact, this week, I'll be testing out some um, weird cereals, because why not? You all need content. I'm bored. Let's do this. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh,
1: we have been asking folks uh, to send us tips for cool things cool creators cool projects going on uh, around the internet I've been mentioning some of my favorite creators doing things and uh, we got one about the increase in zoom meetings you know whatever you think of zoom a lot of people are using it Uh, Adam Kilborn wanted to give back by offering free virtual backgrounds for the next few weeks a Sunday night he (laughs) uploaded a new set for the week uh, week two of four the latest post in his blog have the backgrounds and instructions for downloading installing zoom uh, adam is a photographer so if you want some some really cool uh art work to show behind you uh, uh like aquariums or public art things like that they're really high quality photos and you can get them at adamkilborn.com slash blog that's k-i-l-b-o-u-r-n-e dot com uh, Adam says, I know about zoom's less than stellar security, thanks to your show, but it's still being used. So why not add some art to it if you have to use it? Thank you, Adam.
3: I want to Thank apologize you. for, for, uh, <laughs> laughing. I thought you said offering free back rubs and I lost it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Adam like, depends, well, you no, know,
3: it's v- a virtual, virtual back rubs.
2: Adam is <laughs> only giving you backgrounds.
3: <laughs> Yeah, Not I'll take a virtual back rub, back though. Rubs. You know, just you know, call you me know, you
2: can do to... those virtual, or you can do those Zoom video backgrounds. So you could have like a set of hands appearing <laughs> to give you a back rub just to like freak out your coworkers. Right,
3: mm, I, I'm going to try that. Like a political,
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably an HR situation. Don't do this. Actually, now always, that I've thought it, thought it through,
3: you can
1: always support our show <laughs> at any level at DailyTechNewsShow.com/slash Patreon.
2: Our email address is feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Questions, comments, we take it all. We're also live Monday through Friday for. 30 p.m. Eastern. That's 2030 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewshow.com slash live. Patrick
1: Beja has the day off tomorrow, but we'll have a Patrick for you. Patrick Norton. Talk to you then.
0: This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more
3: at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> I like Patrick
0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools,